And today we're going to do the Law of One session 40. We're moving right along. This was received March 18, 1981. Uh, we have here uh, 17 exchanges between Don and Ra. Uh, more about uh, higher physics and cosmology. Uh, relationship to science and astronomy, science, scientific topics and astronomy. Uh, Don, that was Don's specialty, and so he has you know, expertise somewhat and a strong interest. Then we go from that discussion to um, chakras, energy centers, balancing, uh, and and then some important questions about harvest, which we may or may not get to in the first hour, or uh, we may end up doing this session in two parts. And I'm not sure if the major questions about harvest, which is really the second half of the session, we're going to go from physics and cosmology and astronomy to uh, chakras and healing, and then we go into harvest, uh, harvest and healing. So we'll see how far we go. And there are other links, two other links that I will send when we get to the harvest section about uh, true color green and um, how we may try to date the, the time or when dimensional shift will happen because it hasn't happened fully, obviously. Third density civilization persists. So uh, there are a couple of other references in the raw material can help us uh, calculate um, dates, although it's it's really there's no conclusion to it, meaning it's not conclusive what they said. So let's start Law of One Session 40, Ra's greeting, mainly in brackets, I am Ra, I greet you in the love and in the light of the infinite creator, we communicate now. And <clears throat> Don's first question, 40.1. Uh, it begins with the Logos and says, uh, I thought I would make a statement and let you correct it. I'm trying to make a simple model of the portion of the universe that we find ourselves in, meaning like this portion of the galaxy, starting with the Logos, or sub-Logos, our sun. We have white light emanating from this. This white light is made up of frequencies ranging from the red to the violet the seven rainbow colors. I'm assuming that this white light, this then contains the experiences through all of the densities, he means potentials, and as we go into the eighth density, we go into a black hole, which emerges on the other side as another logos, or sun, and starts another octave of experience. Can you comment on this part of my statement? And that's not a bad summation, uh, introductory or brief summation, uh, starting with galactic logos or solar, uh, it appears that white light is streaming out. It appears that that would be the basis of the seven frequencies of, of light, seven dimensional uh, realms of experience. The potentials for experience uh, of all seven frequencies in terms of consciousness, right? The modulations of consciousness and awareness associated with those seven frequencies. Meanwhile, uh, as the entity uh, evolves so that they're not only activated one or two or three, but they're seven-dimensionally 
fully activated. It's not like <clears throat> the sixth density being uh, is is activated at the sixth dimensional level in mind body spirit complex or energy fields and nothing else. You know, an achievement is cumulative. Soul achievement is cumulative. So sixth density being uh, is six dimensionally conscious, is conscious six dimensionally and their energy fields are activated six dimensionally and the logos is eight or fully uh, aware or awake or activated at all energy levels of the entire octave meanwhile then as the entity evolves to become seven dimensionally conscious or aware and then finishes the octave uh, this is the idea of going into a black hole or uh, manifesting what in physics is called a black hole emerging on another side in another realm or another portion of the galaxy another galaxy I don't know like a wormhole uh, emerging as another logos or Sun starting another octave of experience what about all that and Ra's comment 41 is we can comment upon this statement to an extent the concept of the white light of the sub logos Sun being prismatically separated and later at the final chapter being absorbed again is basically correct. However, there are subtleties involved which are more than semantic, meaning some real important metaphysical principles uh, that are in play here when we talk about uh, soul evolution or the, or, or the development of consciousness and energy in an octave as uh, white light coming out and being reabsorbed. Uh, white light of the sublogos, the sun, the solar being, being separated to seven, uh, dispersal, like Heraclitus said, you know, dispersion and collection, uh, being separated and then later absorbed again, that's basically so. It's, it's not that they're, they appear separate. Separation, there's the appearance of separation. Uh, but that uh, appearance of separation is only so for those who are not seven-dimensionally conscious. <laughs> for the Logos, uh, there is the appearance of separation or prismatic separation, prismatic distinction into the seven lights, seven colors. That's the experience, or, or that's an appearance or that a portion of its experience, but, but there's also awareness of unity. So then going on, and I'll just read Ra's quote rather than commenting. <clears throat> there are subtleties involved, which are more than semantic. The white light which emanates and forms the articulated sublogos has its beginning in what may be metaphysically seen as darkness. The light comes into that darkness and transfigures it, causing the chaos to organize and become reflective or radiant. Thus, the dimensions come into being. Conversely, the blackness of the black hole, metaphysically speaking, is a concentration of white light being systematically absorbed once again into the One Creator. Finally, this absorption into the One Creator continues until all of the all the infinity of creations have attained sufficient spiritual mass in order that all form once again the great central sun, if you would so imagine it, of the intelligent infinity awaiting potentiation by free will. Thus, the transition of the octave uh, is a process which may be seen to enter into timelessness of unimaginable nature. To attempt to measure it by your time measures would be useless.
Therefore, the concept of moving through the black hole of the ultimate spiritual gravity well and coming immediately into the next octave misses the subconcept or corollary of the portion of this process which is timeless. And so <clears throat> that's a pretty complete answer talking about the the apparent, the experiential transition. You see again, uh, it's it's uh, it's a uh, it's dualistic consciousness, consciousness of subject object, consciousness of of self and other, or uh, apparent separation or apparent substantial separation. That's what we're talking about here. The the consciousness in which we perceive and believe in uh, substantial separation between entities or even acknowledge uh, the perception of many entities and many points of time in some kind of linear sequence of past, present, future. That whole mode of consciousness is distortion and is um, dissolved as the entity moves into the law of one or higher self, Atman, and then moves out of that and moves out of the octave. It's not that it's it's the illusion, it's the illusion of limits, the concept of finity, the concept of light. It's apparently real, but substantially an illusion. <laughs> and so to imagine that, that time is eternal, meaning there's always going to be time and sequence and process, is wrong. Or that there are entities evolving and developing themselves separate or distinct from each other or interrelated with each other in time and space, and that's all, and that's really what's happening, that's wrong. That's uh, an experience, but it's not totality. It's a distinct experience. And so Ra's trying to bring in the timeless <clears throat> uh, into this discussion of temporality. So what you can say is, well, there, it seems that there's white light emanating from uh, which forms the articulated sublogos, meaning the logo, the galactic logos, self-articulating when a planet in its solar system achieves second density status. That's the distinction between logos and sublogos, meaning <clears throat> suns of solar systems in which no planet has gone into second density yet, not any one of them. That solar being is more properly still a galactic logos or is not distinct, has not articulated itself as an articulation of infinity. <laughs> an articulation of intelligent infinity has not been made yet for that sun, or that solar being, or the one who's running the solar system when no planet in its solar system has yet gone into second density. So that's the, that's the gloss on the term articulated sub-logos. Sub so <clears throat> when we get to this articulation, uh, of sublogos from logos, uh, its beginning metaphysically can be seen as darkness because it's pre-luminal, it's pre-creational, it's pre-law of light, meaning <clears throat> uh, its source, the source of the being of that sublogos is intelligent infinity. Intelligent infinity is trans-creational, pre-creational. It's outside the realm of light. It's the source of the realm of light. That could be called metaphysically seen as darkness or void. Um, here we get the li limitations of language. 
then we can say that something like light comes into that darkness, just like the back of the Pink Floyd album, Dark Side of the Moon, to me, uh, the, the streaming white light in the void of, of black space. It transfigures it, causing chaos to organize and become reflective or radiant. So here we have uh, Radiant Chaos. That's a great name for a band. Radiant Chaos, or reflective, uh, self-reflective Radiant Chaos Radiant Void uh, is, you know, um, the creator discerning the concept of infinity and realizing there's the potential for infinite expression of the appearance of infinity, the experience of infinity, limitation, and that thereby was uh, eventually, you know, was born the seed potential for let there be light, let there be intelligent energy, let there be luminosity. Uh, and so that causes chaos to organize. I mean, I wouldn't call it chaos. So, I mean, to me, it's a greater organization than creation is the void of, of Ein Sof, zero, zero, zero. The uh, intelligence, intelligence of intelligent infinity is pretty damn more organized in my limited view than the uh, organization of octaves. Anyway, uh, there's organization of this that can be seen as metaphysical darkness or chaos. It's, it's really, um, you know, pre-kinetic intelligent infinity. It's pre-luminal, pre-concept of light, before the law of light. It's the birth of the law of light. So there's reflectivity, radiance, dimensions come into being, octaves are born. Now that's the origin. The destination, um, Ra explains in, twofold, in a twofold way. One as um, the culmination of the uh, of the path of what appears to be an individual entity, mind body spirit complex, uh, going up through dimensional you know evolution, and then the culmination of the macrocosmic uh, collective manifestation of all creation itself, which is the end of the evolution of light, <laughs> the evolution of octaves is the collective, uh, you know, transfiguration and uh, the end of pralaya, <clears throat> the end of um, a cosmic aeon uh, of, of manifestation of light returning to source. So Ra says on the individual, conversely, blackness of the black hole, uh, metaphysically speaking, which is, Ra had said that's what an entity may become, or some black holes are basically, you know, like uh, arhats returning to eighth density. Uh, blackness of the black hole, metaphysically speaking, is concentration of white light being systematically absorbed once again into the one creator, returning to intelligent infinity, return to one. It's really return to infinity. That's a concentration of white light, systematic absorption. That's the end of the path. That's one way of talking about, let's say, physics, terminological, physics and, uh, you know, advanced physics terminology, um, describing the energetics of um, complete and perfect enlightenment, absorption back to the one creator. But Tama never talked about the one creator because um, they didn't want people to reify these concepts. Then <clears throat> um, that's the individual return to, to infinity, so-called individual. Then you have the collective. And so Ra says this finally, finally meaning a long, long time after the the entirety of the aeon of uh, galactic existence comes to a close when that ends. 
you have absorptions of the one creator of, of entities continuing until all the infinity of creations. That'll be kind of a long time from now, you know. All the infinity of creations have attained sufficient spiritual mass, which means some kind of turning point of um, evolution, the refinement of seven-dimensional light uh, at the macrocosmic level, or associated with all these galaxies, all the, the octaves of all the galaxies, you know, a galaxy, does a galaxy have multiple octaves? I guess so. So the multiple octaves of countless galaxies, when all of that <laughs> attains sufficient spiritual mass, then they all coalesce again, all form once again, great central sun, returning to, uh, you know, returning to source, which in this point would be galactic center, and then intelligent infinity on the other side of that. <clears throat> and um, uh, this would be the great central sun of intelligent infinity awaiting potentiation next time by free will or having completed maximal potentiation by free will and returning to its original condition uh, so as to once again re-potentiate, which is, I guess, you know, what happens creationally. There's no beginning and there's no end to creation. That's the point. It appears to begin, uh, but that <laughs> assumes time. Temporality is itself relative, you know? Time uh, is basically uh, an experience produced by limited consciousness or by non-boundless awareness. Uh, and when awareness returns to source, uh, temporality uh, dissolves. There's no more experience of it or it's understood as a um, figment of the imagination. And so, uh, the transition of the octave. <laughs> this is the return of all the octaves of all the galaxies that are all manifesting the concept of light, the concept of affinity, uh, multiple realms of countless beings. Uh, when that has transition, or when that uh, gets to its apogee, or its zenith, or its uh, culmination, of, you know, collective complete and perfect enlightenment, uh, that returns to timelessness of an unimaginable nature. Yeah, it's beyond the mental function of imagination. And that's the point, actually, is that reality, um, you know, as is, is trans-conceptual. You just, you know, the mental functions that we use for uh, sentient, uh, self-defined self sentient experience we define experience by concept, right? I'm having feelings in my body. I have feeling sensations in my body is my thing too. That all of that is just mental play, you know? It's just, it's just uh, vidya, it's just uh, moha. <clears throat> it's a kind of basic ignorance. Um, <clears throat> Considering, considering our conceptualizations uh, or our self-defined constructs of experience to be reality. That's all we have. But in a sense, that's all we can know. And so reality is uh, trans-knowable. Reality is intrinsically uh, a Gnostic affair. Uh, and only trans-conceptual realization has some glimpse of it. Uh, and so that's why Ross said it's timelessness of unimaginable nature, uh, <clears throat> before the existence of time, it cannot be imagined. 
because um, time, the experience of time, conceptions of time, are intrinsically, um, you know, associated with being born and and dying, meaning uh, these are conditioned mental fabrications and fashionings uh, of our imagining of this and that and the other thing. But to go beyond, you know, uh, to go beyond the realm of the knowable um, is not possible for this quality, uh, you know, the, the apparatus of mind we have now. And so, Ross says, therefore, the concept of moving through the black hole of the ultimate spiritual gravity well and coming immediately to the next octave misses the subconcept or corollary of the portion of the process which is timeless. So again, uh, the process is experienced as temporal. We may say it's essentially timeless. I say that. Ra says, you know, there's the corollary of the portion of the process, which is timeless. But you see, it's all empty concept. Uh, we, we interpret this as process. We interpret that there's, uh, this process has portions. We appreciate or consider and conceptualize that there are subconcepts and concepts and corollaries and you know aspects and foundational principles and this and that of portions of a process which we consider you know which we can imagine is timeless or time bound. You know all of that is is really just um, throwing around shadows. So uh, there's there's it's insubstantial. It's all anicca anatta, sunya, and um, we shouldn't forget that because, um, you know, cosmology is very helpful for higher brain development, uh, but you're really not going to know anything until you leave this body <laughs> or you become an adept, as far as I know. It, 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 all of our understanding is really a grain in the Ganges compared to reality and the, the realm of profound knowing. Uh, that's natural um, when we return to higher dimensions. 42, 40.2. Our astronomers have noticed that the light from spiral galaxies is approximately seven times less than that it should be from their calculations of what their mass should be. I was just wondering if that was due to the increase of spiritual mass in the galaxies in what we call white dwarf stars. I don't really know what white dwarf stars are. Ross says this is basically correct and is a portion of the way or process of si of creation cycle. So the collective, the macrocosm creation, the octaves, uh, you know, the the multiple octaves of countless galaxies, is uh, creation, the created, and uh, it is cyclic, just like Heraclitus said. Uh, and so you know what scientists have noticed about light from spiral galaxies less than what it should be uh, <laughs> doesn't mean much to me because their their knowledge base is uh, minimal. 40.3 thank you he says I was also wondering I was also wondering if the first density corresponded somehow to the color red second to orange third to yellow and so on through the densities corresponding to the colors and perhaps away so that the basic vibration that forms the photon, that forms the core of all atomic particles, would have a relationship to color in that density, and that that vibration would step up for a second, third, and fourth density, corresponding to the increase in the vibration of the colors 
or the energetics of the photon of light, particle of light, is it anyway correct? Is it anyway correct? And I guess Don had not made that association before, which we or I take for granted, which is the correlation of the seven rainbow colors with the seven chakras or um, dimensional levels of an octave. Ra said, this is more correct than you have stated. Firstly, you are correct in positing a quantum, if you will, meaning quanta, uh, multiple quanta, or uh, apportioned energetic ratios. You are correct in positing a quantum, if you will, as the nature of each density. That's where you get the guide to true color, uh, this and that. Uh, <clears throat> quantum as the nature of each density, and further correct in assuming that these quanta may be seen to be of vibratory natures corresponding to color as you grasp this word. However, it is also true, as you have suspected but not asked, that each density is of the metaphysical characteristic complex of its ray. Thus, in first density, the first ray, the red ray, is the foundation for all that is to come. In second density, the orange ray is that of movement and growth of the individual. This ray striving towards the yellow ray of self-conscious manifestations of a social nature as well as individual. Third density being the equivalent and so forth. Each density being primarily its ray plus the attractions of the following ray pulling it forward in evolution and to some extent coloring or shading the chief color of that density. And so that's, um, this is actually a very important <clears throat> foundational teaching on the rays. Number one, um, the schema of seven colors uh, or frequencies of visible light uh, represent quantized portions of uh, what can be called a photon or particle of light, which really is intelligent energy, which it's a particle and a field, it's a wave and a field and a particle simultaneously. It, or intelligent energy, which is really, uh, in my understanding, um, the etheric body or uh, the indigo ray body is associated with intelligent energy. Uh, <clears throat> it, although you know, the, this, the tap from 8th density comes in at 6, it seems. But that's a whole long discussion. But <clears throat> the um, seven visible light spectrum colors or frequencies of light, frequencies of intelligent energy, the photon particle of light in seven uh, distinct modes uh, are represent quantized ratios of energy. And these quanta are vibratory, uh, correlated to the seven colors. So the seven colors of the rainbow, <clears throat> of the chakras, are harmonic with the seven energetic qualities or quanta of the seven dimensions of the octave. But also, each density is, uh, I'll say, each density is, the, is of the metaphysical complex of its ray. <clears throat> each density is of the metaphysical, <clears throat> excuse me, each density is of the metaphysical characteristic complex of its ray. So you've got the correlation between densities and rays, obviously. I mean, I, we've been, I've been talking about that for years, but, you know, this is a Hindu, Hindu or esoteric yoga, um, you know, metaphysical principle. 
the seven dimensions and seven chakras and then seven energy bodies, energy consciousness fields we use in mind body spirit complex <clears throat> are all are are all uh, manifestations of the same sevenfold division. And so uh, Ra gives a brief um, explanation of the first three densities as the first three colors <clears throat> as a characteristic of states of being or tendency or, or aspects of evolution. First density, red ray, uh, foundational and a primary ray, foundation for all that's to come. Second density, orange, associated with movement and growth of the individual uh, and a um, a basic beginning of striving and that second density in our case you know well in our world animals and plants mainly uh, third yellow ray um, associated with self-conscious manifestations of social and individual nature so there's self-consciousness while second density is consciousness without the sense of self animals on instinct and reflex um, Autonomic, autonomic, or an autonomicity, autonomicity, uh, <clears throat> uh, not necessarily not conscious of a sense of self, no sense of separation, still in the Garden of Eden, uh, metaphysically, we may say. Uh, third ray, yellow, self conscious manifestations, meaning free will, choice, um, eaten the, the apple of the tree of good and evil. Um, with the potential to distort ourselves, but also the, the potential uh, to achieve infinity <laughs> or to return to infinity consciously. Uh, <clears throat> and so each density is primarily its ray, that's called true color, whatever, uh, plus then there are attractions of the following ray pulling it forward in evolution, uh, and that's a kind of complex shading. Uh, shading the chief color of the density. There's also the contribution from the prior density, which was foundational to any any density experience. 40.4, Don says, then the bodily energy centers, chakras, for an individual would be, assuming that the individual evolves in a straight line from first through eighth density, would each of these energy centers, chakras, uh, be activated to completion if everything worked as it should? This is mechanistic scientism with everything worked as it should would each be activated to completion and great greatest intensity by the end of the experience in each density yes but that's not how it goes <laughs> Ra said hypothetically speaking this is correct however the fully activated being is rare so any goofball that says uh, my chakras are fully activated wow you just uh, healed me uh, you know is, uh, is immature uh, on fully activated being is rare. Much emphasis is laid upon the harmonies and balances of individuals. It is necessary for graduation across densities for the primary energy centers to be functioning in such a way as to communicate with intelligent infinity and to appreciate and bask in this light in all of its purity. However, to fully activate each energy center is the mastery of few. For each center has a variable speed of rotation or activity. The important observation to be made once all necessary chakras are activated to the minimal necessary degree is the harmony and balance between these energy centers. And that's the 
the value placed on a holistic balance or the balance of the seven ray, uh, you know, the personal rainbow, <laughs> the, 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 the spectrum, the personal energy, consciousness, light, color spectrum, the balance of all seven chakras, um, activity and correlation or, or um, relations and associations internally, the balance is what is what leads us on the positive path forward. So <clears throat> fully full activation of all six, seven, which really means all the middle five. You see, first and seven are constant in ways <clears throat> that are that are uh, critical to understanding. Work on the seven is really work on the five, and working on the five um, from the perspective of higher self places or lays emphasis on harmonies and balances, <clears throat> which is really the um, the uh, relative development of each of the five, two, three, four, five, six, the middle five chakras, Uman, and uh, the balances uh, or the uh, harmony in balanced function of those five in the totality of the seven. For graduation or harvestability across densities, <clears throat> the primary energy centers have to be functioning. Uh, the primary is one, three, five, red, yellow, blue, functioning uh, in such a way as to communicate with intelligent infinity, which really means that the backbone, the skeleton, the infrastructure of one, three, five, the primary colors, red, yellow, blue, um, are uh, strongly, strongly uh, constructed, strongly uh, well achieved and settled. So much so that there may be then uh, contact with seven, intelligent infinity, which is really a six, seven, eight, six chakra, seven chakra, eighth density, uh, bridging, shuttle, gateway, interplay. Uh, <clears throat> the you So you see that the one, three, five, seven line is quite critical. And in fact, you can say that the uh, girders of the home, uh, the girders are established by the one, three, five, seven line while uh, everything in between the girders is established by the 246 line, chakra lines. Uh, and so basking, appreciating and basking in the light, uh, in its purity, the light of intelligent infinity, which is, you know, the light of God, the glory and, um, you know, magnificence of the one infinite uh, source uh, that is all right now, uh, we may enjoy that. That's what Howard Storm got a little taste of in his uh, later OBE experience, or NDE. Uh, but it's really only for adepts, actually, and very few, to fully activate each energy center. So obviously you don't have to have full development of the seven or the middle five to graduate to four density. Um, each center has variable speed of rotation or activity, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> And so it's a real piece of work, and it's not uh, required for graduation across the third to fourth density uh, for full development of the middle five, chakras two, three, four, five, six, of course. Um, what's really, really important is harmony and balance. And Ross said, for the fully balanced entity, no situation would have emotional charge. So you will know you are in well-balanced uh, condition. Uh, when um, there isn't an emotional charge, uh, ever, <laughs> or 
walking around well, you know, free and easy, uh, to whatever extent we know that, uh, without emotional charge to this, that, and the other thing, uh, is indicative of indicative of uh, some degree of spiritual balance. Now, people can be faking that or lying or lying to themselves, but we're talking about sincere, authentic um, wellness and freedom from emotional charge, not fakery and and uh, you know self deceit, or deception. So um, harmony and balance is key. Forty point five. Don says, thank you. Taking as an example the transition between second and third density, and now we're approaching the discussion of harvest. Transition between second and third density, when this transition takes place, does the frequency of vibration that forms the photon, the core of all particles of the density, does the frequency increase from a frequency corresponding to second density orange uh, to the frequency we measure for yellow? Do all the vibrations that form the basic, the density, basic vibrations of the photon, um, which again is correlated, in my view, to intelligent infinity, intelligent energy, do, do the vibrations, the photon, the core of all particles of the density, this is a real simplistic view, frankly, and so does, does, does that, um, do those vibrations that are or form or manifest the uh, core particles of the density, do they too increase in quantum fashion over a relatively short period of time? Yes. Well, I said this is correct. Then you see within each density the gradual upgrading of vibratory levels. As I have said before, uh, the way of initiation and the way of planetary dimensional shift, in my view, follows the same uh, alternation between gradual upgrading of vibratory levels and consciousness over time gradualism, uh, capped or punctuated by um, discrete moments of discontinuous quantum shift, quantum leap. Um, you know, the, the you add salt to the water in the cup, and it dissolves, 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 and then at some point, uh, the last snowflake, <laughs> or the last uh, uh, salt molecule enters, and then uh, it comes out of precipitation and becomes a, a tangible solute or a tangible, you know, particulate matter, particulate uh, precipitation comes out of solution and then you have all this salt sitting on the bottom. And it, it didn't happen instantaneously. It's just that there is, a dis, there, there is um, a gradual uh, upgrading gradual development in general of consciousness and energy levels, conditions of chakras, conditions of the totality of mind-body-spirit complex and awareness, um, whose um, uh, gradual progression is primarily invisible, meaning it's not uh, dramatic, it's not tangible, it's kind of immaterial, it's very subtle. Meanwhile, then, at some point, there's a capping, capping to that, a, the, the manifestation of a quantum um, upgrade, a quantum achievement, a discontinuous moment uh, when uh, something big happens, but that something big that was going to happen didn't come from nowhere. It's simply the um, eruption into uh, visibility or uh, obvious manifestation 
uh, of the natural development of a, of a largely unseen gradual process. That's normal. And so there's the gradual upgrading of vibratory levels. And so that's right now. You know, Earth is becoming a first, second, and third dimensionally activated planet. But what we see is, you know, um, you know, uh, some degree of craziness in the in the culture, <laughs> or wars and rumors of wars and this and that. Meanwhile, this planet is moving to the kingdom of heaven on earth. But it, uh, you know, no man shall know the hour, and it will only be believed in after it's achieved. That's the I Ching. So uh, it just won't be acknowledged universally or throughout the ranks of collective humanity or anyone uh, until it's done. <laughs> because uh, before the quantum shift or uh, discrete dimensional uh, shift achievement where fourth density is, is fully stabilized or quite stabilized and the third density civilization disappears or dies off rapidly or something, uh, before that happens, um, it's all quite subtle, gradual change that we don't really see. We just see just some coarse manifestations. And so uh, Don pushes this further. We're going to have only about 20 minutes to go. We'll get halfway through this session. Don says, would the frequency going from second to third increase from the middle orange frequency or average orange frequency to the middle yellow frequency or average yellow frequency and here we get into the notion of true color uh, one of the seven Ross says this query is indeterminate we shall be we shall attempt to be evade and so that's all they can do is attempt to be evade they can't say we will aid you because you aid yourself we won't teach you well but we can't learn for you uh, we shall attempt to be evade we'll try that's what we're gonna do we're gonna try to be helpful but whether it's helping or not really depends on you. That's why they said attempt to be evade. We shall attempt to be evade. However, the frequency that is the basis of each density is what may be called a true color. This term is impossible to define. Given your system of sensibilities and scientific measurements, for color has vibratory characteristics in both space-time and time-space. The true color is then overlaid and tinged by the rainbow of the various vibratory levels within that density and the attraction vibrations of the next true color density. So, um, what is the basis of each density in terms of coloration? Well, it's something called true color. True color <laughs> is impossible to define. Okay, so uh, this is the, you know, the fruitlessness of cosmological speculation. It's impossible to define, but let's spend some time trying to define it. Okay? But just don't spend too much time. Uh, the term is impossible to define, given your systems of sensibilities and scientific measurements, uh, because um, what really defines, what really is the frequency of a density is something called true color, such as true color yellow or true color green, uh, and that <clears throat> true color has vibratory characteristics or energetic associations, visible and invisible, space-time and time-space. And so the outer and the inner uh, blend. There's an, a blend of outer and inner, 
manifest form and uh, non-manifest formless <clears throat> or energy fields, matter and energy, uh, form and substance, outer and inner, time space inner and space time outer, uh, <clears throat> there, there are vibratory characteristics on both sides associated with each true color. But more so, even more than that, then, uh, there's an overlay and a tinging, or um, there's influence by the seven subplanes, the seven subdimensional levels of each density, including each chakra. You want to understand a chakra, you have to understand that its significance is not only uh, tangible qualities of uh, mind or energetics that, or, or associations that can be understood in space-time, but they're uh, the basis of each chakra activity or function of a chakra is also um, uh, a complex of energetic associations that are invisible. Um, relationships or, or dynamics of a chakra or the consciousness the meaning of a chakra that are primarily of time-space, that uh, are associated with the energetic patterning of that chakra. So likewise, for a density and a dimension, uh, which we, which is essentially a true color, or whatever the, which of the, whichever of the seven, uh, it there's there's not only a, uh, an interplay of um, the manifest functions and the pre-manifest or non-manifest energy field um, physics, metaphysics of that vibration or of that frequency or of that color, more so then also there is the seven levels uh, of uh, or the seven um, aspects of energetic signature of each density uh, that are in play too. The uh, rainbow of various vibratory levels within that density means the seven uh, sub-harmonics, uh, sub-energetic aspects of a true color or a density uh, or a chakra condition. Seven, you know, the seven sub-planes. Seven, uh, not, you know, seven, uh, the, the division of each of the seven into seven, which is what some people use to talk about 49 dimensions or 49 chakras, seven major and, uh, you know, what, 42 minor? It's not that simple, actually, but you can say that there are 49 chakras. You can say seven times seven times seven. It just goes on and on. And so then there's also attraction vibrations of the next true color density, and I would say um, foundational qualities of the one before, but you, but that may not be, that, that again, that's all very esoteric because... As I said, you know, uh, chakra and dimensional achievement is cumulative. So third chakra energetics is not just third chakra, it's first, second, third chakra, or first, second, third dimensional, at least in terms of densities. There's the difference, you know, people, the individual can have lower chakra blockages while they're working from higher center, right? People who are not purified in second chakra condition Meanwhile, we're third density embodied or third chakra conscious, third dimensional beings. But for densities, uh, third dimension equals one, two, three. Fourth dimension equals one, two, three, four. Uh, and so that may be why Ra's not talking about the um, 
supportive or foundational vibrations of the previous true color density. But they're saying attraction vibrations of the next true color density because uh, the spiraling is up. It's an upward spiraling light or the evolutionary way. And the foundation for third density is, is one, two, three. <laughs> it's the fact that third density or any density uh, by its integration is its own foundation. Um, and what comes into play more so um, in its progression uh, is attractions of the next true color density, next one ahead. Now we get to some questions and um, we'll probably end the session in the next, you know, 10 minutes or so, 15 minutes, talking about harvest. 40.7, how long was the time of transition on this planet between second and third density? Generation and a half, I believe. Is that correct? Ross says it's correct. The time measured in your years, approximately 1,350. <laughs> Assuming that the human lifespan has a generate has a, a you know one generation uh, lifespan is 900 years. So 900, uh, you know, 1.5 uh, times 900 is 1350. A generation and a half is a generation. Or a lifespan of 900, which is the ideal or optimal for 3D. Think Noah, Methuselah, and Seth, the original Seth. Uh, a generation or a lifespan of 900 plus a half means 450, means 1350. Uh, now, you can uh, wake up your spidey senses here. Uh, if the transition on Earth uh, from second to third represents 1.5 times the optimal lifespan of the next or third density incarnation. And you say that the time of transition on Earth between third and fourth density is a generation and a half of the lifespan optimal to fourth density, which is like, what, 90,000? <laughs> so it's going to be, what, 135,000 years? I, th I believe Ross said lifespan in 4D. Uh, proper mature 4D lifespan is uh, 90,000, which just so happens to be 100 times 900. Isn't that strange? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, but it could be that there won't be true color green here until 130,000, 130,000 years or something like that. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, but we see uh, a very short time of... Um, uh, quantum leaping transition from second to third. Uh-huh, 1,350 years. And that's different than uh, Mr. Mastodon with grass in his stomach quick frozen. Mr. Mastodon uh, with his uh, quick frozen, uh, you know, grass meal in his stomach uh, died instantaneously on the step uh, eating while what? You know, the day after tomorrow came, and uh, a cold wind froze his zone. I don't know. Uh, that kind of uh, <clears throat> uh, clim climatic, you know, ELE, extinction level event, um, may be coincidental, coincidental to metaphysical dimensional shift, but it isn't the same. 40.8. Then what will be the time of transition on this planet from third to fourth density? Uh -uh. And Ra said, unfortunately, <clears throat> this is difficult to estimate due to the uncharacteristic anomalies of this transition. 
there are at this space-time nexus beings incarnate which have begun fourth density work however the third density climate of planetary consciousness is retarding the process because there are many retards here at this particular nexus the possibility probability vortices indicate somewhere between 100 and 700 of your years as transition period this cannot be accurate due to the volatility of your peoples indeed at this space time now if we look further <clears throat> uh, for the viewers back home that's a link law of one info results for true color green this is now I'm giving a link law of one info results for 30 uh, <clears throat> from the search term 30 uh, I don't know if everybody's looking but that's fine session 6 questions 18 and 17 uh, eight question uh, session 6 was you know what 1981 I guess Don had asked after this 30 year period meaning up to 2011 I'm assuming we will be a fourth dimension or fourth density planet is it so yes it's so Ra said this is so so what earth is now a fourth dimension fourth density planet now since we are 2015 instead of 2011 is it so maybe so that doesn't mean it's visible it just means that it is operative raw said is this inconvenient uh, this was Don's question 617 talking about earth changes is this inconvenience Ra had called earth changes earth inconveniences is this inconvenience imminent within a few years Ra said this inconvenience or disharmonious vibratory complex earth changes has begun several of your years in the past it shall continue unabated for a period of approximately 30 of your years so you know this is uh, the realm of approximations uh, approximately 30 years continuing from 1981 to 2011 we see earth changes disharmonious vibratory complexes well they haven't abated yet now what does the word abate mean Abate doesn't mean end. Does it mean uh, severely or, or significantly reduce? Yes. Does it seem that earth changes are reduced in 2015 or 2014 to 1995? You know, no, it seems that they're increased. Is earth a fourth density planet now? Um, we really can't say. <laughs> we can say maybe. That's easy. Uh, I wouldn't say no, and I wouldn't say yes. I would say very possibly so uh, and we don't perceive it with our 3d uh, physical body and senses it's pretty easy now looking at law of one results for full color for true color green uh, from session 63 which might have been 1982 or 83 6325 Don asked then at some point in the future the fourth density sphere will be fully activated that's the point where it's it's partially activated now but the full activation probably is that 700 100 700 years at this so I'm gonna go back and forth between the answer of 48 and the answer of 63.25 Raw uh, says at this particular nexus meaning now possibility probability vortices meaning probability lines assessment that they're making now indicate that 
somewhere between 100 and 700 years will be the transition period. Does that mean that the earth will become true, will be stabilized in what's called true color green after 100 to 700 years? Maybe. Uh, does that, however, um, in my limited understanding, it surely may be that there is stabilized fourth density incarnation, incarnate in space-time in 3D, or sorry, in 4D space-time where there is no more or a full vacation of the 3D civilization, 3D sphere, meaning no more humans, no more yellow ray human bodies, no more current Earth civilization. That may occur, obviously, within the next 100 or 700 years, uh, which could be what Ra is calling the transition period. You know, you, see, you have all these different terms that are not defined. The transition period is not necessarily the uh, achievement of true color. So true color green, in my view, would come later than transition, uh, 100, 700 years, which might simply be the achievement of energy sta stabilization, allowing 4D positive space-time incarnation and the beginning of that civilization and total va vacation or voiding, vacating of the 3D sphere, which is the same planet, which means no more 3D yellow ray bodies walking around or no more uh, human civilization as we currently know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the yellow ray world. Now that may end within the next 100, 700 years. Certainly that confirms or conforms to Howard Storm's uh, NDE vision of uh, 200 years hence, uh, no more conflict, no more strife, no more, no more conflict, he said. That they're at peace with themselves and the environment and their society and each other. That was a big thing for him to see, or he acknowledged that. That may be obviously, or I, <laughs> seems pretty likely to me, an achievement in the next 100, 700 years. However, that doesn't mean uh, that is the achievement of uh, metaphysical energy stabilization associated with true color green. Now, 6325, what is the difference between full activation and partial activation for this sphere? Um, Ra's solid answer, 6325, is at this time, 1982 or 3, the cosmic influxes are conducive to true color green core particles being formed. And material of this nature, meaning true color green, thus being formed. These are two different things. However, there's a mixture of the yellow ray and green ray environments, yes, at, uh, at this time, necessitating the birthing of transitional mind-body-spirit complex types of energy distortions. At full activation, of the true color green density of love, the planetary sphere will be solid and inhabitable upon its own, and the birthing that takes place will have been transformed through the process of time, shall we say, to the appropriate type of vehicle to appreciate in full the fourth density planetary environment. At this nexus, meaning when they spoke, the green ray environment exists to a far greater extent in time-space than in space-time. Right. And so you may say that after the 30-year period starting 1981, now we're in 2015, beyond the 30 years of 2011, yes, you can say uh, we are a green ray 
you know, Earth is in fourth density. However, this exists primarily in time space, it's invisible. So Earth is not true color green, obviously, and the 3D cycle obviously hasn't ended. However, Earth, uh, the fourth density civilization or the fourth density uh, cycle has begun. The green ray environment, you see, there are all these different distinctions. The green ray environment is forming. We're not yet in true color green. The transition has not completed. However, Earth can be said to be a fourth density planet or activated one, two, three, four. However, uh, that the transition is not complete. True color green is not stabilized. The green ray environment exists now, but mainly in time space. And so, um, based on where Earth is in uh, the solar system's orbit around galactic center, cosmic influxes at this time, cosmic influxes are conducive, meaning where we are in the greater galactic orbiting, I think, it's conducive to the formation of true color green core particles, true color green core particles or photons of light being formed, material of this nature being formed, it's a coalescence process, you know? Intelligent, intelligent energy is um, is condensing or stabilizing into the frequencies associated with true color green. That is like a true color green core particles material forming, a coalescence. But you also have this mixture of yellow ray and green ray environments. So you have yellow ray in both space-time and time-space, and green ray primarily in time-space, that requires birthing these transitional mind-body-spirit complex types of energy distortions, meaning double-bodied uh, wanderers who are not hybridization, there's no hybrid, no uh, scary goo-goo military greys involvement. It's um, the fourth density wanderers double-bodied, I think is the reference here. Uh, the transitional mind-body-spirit complex types of energy distortions, the new tribe, I said, uh, being partly those, or maybe significantly, those who are now inhabiting the primarily time-space green ray environment that is forming, you know, uh, ter uh, truly on planet Earth right now. But they're living their fourth density, they've begun their fourth density experience now. But it's mainly in time-space. So to the extent that they're veiled, which is pretty significant, no, not total, uh, they don't remember it. So you can say that the double-bodied children, or they're not children, double-bodied wanderers, fourth-density newcomer wanderers, if they have that fourth, their fourth-density energy field somewhat activated, more than normal, they're living in fourth-density now. They just don't remember it or don't know it because it's invisible, it's in time-space, and they don't have continuity of consciousness. Uh, eventually, however, there is full activation of true color green uh, for density, density of love. Then the planetary sphere becomes solid and inhabitable. It's solid for density. It's not solid biochemical. It's not solid mineral. It's solid for density. It's inhabitable on its own. We're not there yet. And the birthing takes place, will have been transformed, so time, so then you have fully, you know, uh, and you know, birthing of entities one, two, three, four with first, second, third, fourth uh, dimensional energy bodies, uh, 
of you know fully activated to be living in a solid inhabitable fourth density planet that hasn't yet happened now is that the same thing as the 100 700 year transition maybe not uh, it's uh, it it actually um, there was no more discussion <laughs> about timing but Ra, uh, it's 6328, Ra said, the influxes of true color green energy complexes, meaning a stabilized true color green environmental condition on Earth, will more and more create conditions in which the atomic structure of cells of body complexes is that of the density of love. So atomic structure of cells in bodies. The atom, the atomic structure, that's what we're talking about, the particle of light or the photon of light, whatever that is, being uh, at that point, a true color green, uh, and therefore the bodies will form. Ross said the mind-body-spirit complexes inhabiting these physical vehicles will be, and to some extent are, meaning are, those of whom you spoke, meaning the double-bodied wanderers. And as harvest is completed, harvested entities of this planetary influence also, meaning uh, 3D natives who graduate or you know form um, the meek shall inherit the earth, the meek inheriting the earth, um, those who walk in love whether they are come here now and with double body activation or they're not of that type, uh, they will be the community of the new civilization. So that's from session 63. Uh, and finally, a couple of brief questions before we go on harvest. And so you see there's no final answer. I can't give a final answer. When will dimensional shift happen? Um, Don asked 40.9 has the vibration the basic the vibration of the basic photon of all our particles increased in frequency already of course Ross said this is correct it's this influence the increase of the particle of light or the nature of intelligent energy uh, this is correct it's already increased or moving into true color green obviously it is this influence which has begun to begun to cause thoughts to become things as an example, you may observe the thoughts of anger becoming those cells of the physical bodily complex going out of control to become what you call cancer. And so Ron talked about cancer as formed by uh, un, uh, unhealed anger for the positively oriented entity and unchanneled anger into power and domination of others for the negatively oriented entity. So yes, the particles of, you know, planet Earth, core vibrations, whatever that is, <laughs> you know, this is beyond energy fields. This is the, the, the substrate that gives rise to energy fields. So this is so far beyond tangibility that I think it's kind of totally speculative. But yes, things have changed. Uh, Don says, uh, I'm assuming this vibration started increasing about 20 and 30 years ago. Um, Ross said, the first harbingers of this were approximately 45 of your years ago. The energy is vibrating more intensely through the 40-year period preceding the final movement of vibratory matter through the quantum leap. Approximately 45 years uh, before 1981 was 1936. Right? 36 plus 45 goes to 81. So 1936. What the heck happened in 1936? Well, it's a gradual development. So the first harbingers were approximately 1936. That's interesting. 
Tesla was active then, I believe. And Schweitzer, two very high souls. Anyway, uh, energies vibrating more intensely uh, with the, you know, continual, gradual upgrade of energetics. In the 40-year period preceding the final movement of vibratory matter, what does that mean? 40 years before 2011? I don't know. Uh, 1971 to 2011 but you see we're 2015 and things that you know haven't uh, magically transformed to the kingdom of heaven yet but um, there's this you know gradual and then increasingly intense energetic upgrade that we're involved in now and then the final question that I'll do in this session uh, 4011 sorry to go late starting then Don says starting then 45 years ago 1936 and taking this Taking, taking the entire increase in vibration that, we'll, that we will experience in this density change, approximately what percentage of the way through this increase of vibration are we right now? Ra doesn't give the number exactly and says, the vibratory nature of your environment is true color green. Bang. One, two, three, four. True color green doesn't mean green without red, orange, yellow. It means one, two, three, four. So... In terms of vibratory condition, Earth is uh, activated 1, 2, 3, 4, but not stabilized in true color green. The vibratory nature or essential develop, essential achievement or highest achievement of your environment is true color green. This is at this time heavily over overwoven with the orange ray of planetary consciousness. Now, was that a mistake? Because third density civilization is yellow, 3D human yellow chicken. Uh, there is at this time, this is heavily overwoven with the orange ray of planetary consciousness, which is the drop-down to orange. However, the nature of quanta is such that the movement over the boundary is that of discrete placement of vibratory level. And that's all. <laughs> we could go on and on, but time is short. That's all we'll do for today. Um, yeah, you can say... Uh, the vibratory nature of the environment is true color green, but that doesn't mean we have stabilized true color green. Obviously, we don't have solid green ray or fourth density, you know, uh, energetics uh, yet either. That's why you have these transitional beings or beings or wanderers with double bodies activated one, two, three, and four in a way that other people are not. Meanwhile, within this uh, continuing transition, you have also heavy overweaving or influence or um, uh, effect by the orange ray of planetary consciousness. What does that mean? That most people are working from orange ray? Second chakra? Could be. Could be. Rod talked about the drop down to orange. So that means, uh, you know, intelligent animalism or mildly animalistic humanism. And so this is emotionalism and uh, low IQ narcissism. Low IQ narcissism is all the fashion today, you know. And so uh, it is not a, a fitting matter for 3D humans to be working primarily from orange red. Now, whether that was a mistake on Ra's side and they meant yellow, I don't know. But you have this very, very intense and complex... Um, transitional uh, set of transitional conditions where the planets energetics are changing 
to achieve a, a stabilized true color green while it's one two three four now but not stabilized while humanity is somewhat heavily in the orange i think we can say that's why people are, are repeating and not graduating because they're they're orange they're not yellow so uh that's complex <laughs> but uh when we talk about uh the achievement or a discrete you know dimensional shift to come uh as a as a quantized discontinuous event we're all saying the nature of quanta in general what quanta means is such that movement over boundaries meaning uh the the achievement of a quantized dimensional shift involves a discrete placement of vibratory levels so uh, the placement now is in flux and hasn't been stabilized into placement of uh, true color green meanwhile humanity is significantly consciousness at second chakra and you have uh, the new tribe or fourth density double body wanders uh, working in the new fourth density environment now but unaware or forgetting of it uh, and some positively oriented humans and some negatively oriented humans and some people who are heavily uh, woven and uh, encapsulated in uh, orange ray attachments or distortions or you know um, dull-minded narcissism so you have all sorts of things going on here and that'll be it for the first half of session 40 thank you for your patience and uh, hope uh, this has been helpful it's quite advanced metaphysics of um, planetary transformation as it applies to uh, seven dimensional and seven chakra activations so good stuff hope it's been useful um, yeah, well, that's how the guy, that's how the original yogis came to the notion of uh, chakra, the use use of the word chakra. Chakra means wheel. In Sanskrit, so a chakra is a wheel, and it's uh, was perceived as spinning. And so, the color, the distinction of the seven colors of the seven chakras, was known by ancient, you know, Hindu yogis. They were the ones who came up with this color scheme of the seven chakras, calling them chakras, meaning spinning wheels, which correlated perfectly to the seven colors of the rainbow in the sky. Uh, so they definitely perceived all that physically. Well, you, you need to know the difference between second chakra consciousness and, and third and fourth and fifth and sixth. It is, uh, it is the equivalence in consciousness of the dynamics of the energies of fourth chakra. However, uh, I would not assume that it's easy. And I think it's wrong if you assume that you know deeply any of the chakras. Do you really know the, uh, the, the states of mind and uh, dynamism? of orange ray in your body in your mind in real time that's not what we're talking about what i'm talking what you're really talking about is is it possible to have a deep experiential perception and real-time experiencing of the energetics uh or the nature of each of the chakras uh try meditating on a on on a green ray chakra 
you can do it on others, but I wouldn't recommend the other ones yet. Uh, try meditating with your focus only on your heart zone, which includes the back of the shoulder blades. You, you, heart chakra is front and the back. Just as example, heart chakra is the middle of the chest, but it's also between the shoulder blades. Uh, you'd have to, if you, you know, yogis do this, meditate on a single chakra so that mind uh, becomes fully suffused with the real-time present moment experience of energy dynamism in the body and states of mind and feeling in the mind, states of consciousness and thought and awareness and state and tinges of consciousness in mind associated with just that chakra. That's a piece of work. It's not just our elementary, shallow understanding of what each chakra means in a basic way. Yeah, each chakra is, is a universe, actually. And one can go deep, deep. I mean, think of, think, think of the whole room or the environment of, of true color green. Think of the whole room as green. And everything is green. And the vibration of only true color green. And your body becoming true color green. <laughs> that's that's what it would be that's what I'm saying it's not a conception we're not talking conception this is transconceptual becoming one with the vibratory uh, nature of each true color how about that that's I think what 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 you're referring to you see it's not either or it's all it's all and both and yes develop it uh, but it, there is an energetic, you know, mathematics to it or an energy field dynamic to it also, obviously. So, yeah, you, you see, our thinking about the chakra is very shallow. It's just our initial thinking about the meaning of each chakra. That's not, uh, that that's, you know, very, very shallow. Me too. I'm not blaming others. I'm saying me too. My and our thinking about the chakra meaning or uh, remembering how, or, or feeling how we are now uh, living in any chakra, or how life, our livingness is, uh, focused in that one chakra, that's just the very, very beginning level um, uh, exploration of the, of the dynamics of each chakra. If you imagine the whole universe as only each true color, your body is true color green. The world is true color green. How will you be vibrating? <laughs> you can't think about it. I mean, you can think about it, but the thinking about it is is not really adept work. The adept work is would be uh, some aspect of this training would be uh, meditating on each chakra and visualizing the universe as only that color and then vibrating in synchrony with it and then uh, allowing the mind to experience, uh, you know, whatever comes naturally from a, a full focus vibratory synchrony with each chakra's true color condition or energetics. <laughs> that, that's what that would be, I think. You know, the whole universe as true color green. And then the states of mind associated with uh, vibrating in synchrony to that energy uh, frequency. 
that's uh, a kind of adept work, actually, that there are exercises like that. So anyway, <laughs> sorry to be a little terse at the end here, but um, these, you know, these matters are really quite profound. So anyway, that, that's all we'll do for right now. Um, thanks for going long and late. Uh, sorry for going on and on, but this stuff can't, it's very difficult to bound, to bound this within um, an hour. So next time we'll do, we'll finish session 40 and go more into healing and how it is that thoughts are becoming things. So um, take good care of yourselves. Talk to you soon. And uh, good night. Okay, bye for now.